Five things SEOs need to know about PPC with Naba Hopkins. The In Search SEO podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps skill your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. What are the key things that SEOs need to know about PPC? That's what we're going to be covering today with a lady who hosts a monthly PPC advice column for Search Engine Journal. In the past 15 years, she's worked in-house for agencies and with software companies and is current president of Nava Hopkins LLC. A warm welcome to the In Search SEO podcast, Nava Hopkins. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute delight to be here and an absolute delight to share what really should be the ethos across all of digital marketing, empathy and, and collaboration across all silos. Sounds absolutely wonderful. You can find Nava over at navahopkins.com. So Nava, why is it important uh, for SEOs to learn from PPC? Well, it, the way I look at it, SEO and PPC are really part of that same process, which is understanding user desire and intent and providing them the best possible solution. And so what's really fascinating is that the principles that go into good SEO, keyword research, making sure that the, the site is laid out in a way that is easy to convert, easy to understand, all of that can be summed up in hyper easy to test for variable uh modules within PPC, whether it's our landing page tests, whether it's our creative tests, all these pieces. So before you invest quite a lot of time into either technical SEO, content SEO, you're able to see those ideas proven out and get that conversion data. On the flip side, PPCs need, do need to learn from SEOs as well. Really thinking about what is that user journey uh, from an intent to, to purchase, to, to retention standpoint, uh, thinking about uh, the technical side of, of the landing page. It's not just about sending traffic there and, and hoping and praying. Uh, so there, there's a lot of lessons that, that can be learned uh, across the aisle. Well, today you're sharing five specific things that SEOs need to know about PPC. So starting off with number one, how to use and think about quality score. So for those of you that know me, you know that I, or have heard me speak before, you know that I actually don't like quality score very much, mostly because it's um, a health indicator, not a KPI or, or key performance indicator. However, SEOs can get a ton of value out of quality score, mostly from the landing page component, but also from the keyword to add to landing page piece, i.e. that relevancy. So if the landing page that you're using or the, the site that you're using is the same for paid and organic and the quality score is low, that actually is a really good indication that you haven't ranked well for the ideas that you're paying good money to, to serve traffic to. And if that's the case, you likely are not ranking for the queries that you would want to. In addition, one of the really interesting things about quality score uh, is that it's a volume game. If there's low search intent, uh, or uh, not low search intent, low search volume, uh, 
you actually can sometimes end up with either a super low or a super high quality score. So if you're starting to see like, hey, my quality score is hanging around a six or a seven, what am I doing wrong? That actually might be a good thing because it means that the ideas that you're optimizing for are high volume ideas. Whereas if your quality score is always a 10 or always a one, you might be going after ideas that are not quite right. Um, the final thing I'll mention, uh, because quality score does require the ad bot to crawl the page, some folks will decide to use a subdomain and separate the experiences entirely um, simply so that they don't have to account for that crawl budget. If you are going to, however, merge the experiences, you definitely want to make sure that you allow it to, to crawl because A, your paid team needs it, but also you'll be sacrificing so much of that intelligence by not having that quality score data. So definitely, definitely keep an eagle eye on, on quality score for health in, uh, indication as opposed to it being KPI. But but yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot of really good insights. That's interesting. I didn't actually know about um, the fact that SEOs shouldn't be going for a quality score of 10 all the time because as you're saying, if you did that, then perhaps you're targeting two long tail keyword phrases all the time. Oh, th yeah, there's just no volume. Yeah. Okay, wow. Well, that brings us up to number two then, the PPC focus on audiences versus keywords. So one of the, the beautiful things about SEO and PPC uh, is that PPC used to be just SEM, search engine marketing, and that was it. And we were kind of lumped together, uh, SEOs and PPCs both, into all we are is search. And specifically, all we are is Google search. What's really interesting about the search engine result page of the SERP is that it's evolving quite a bit to pull in video, to pull in images, to pull in social networks. And what's really meaningful about that in terms of how P the PPC campaigns have evolved is that the keyword importance has actually depreciated quite a bit. There are campaigns now where we don't even know what the search terms are that, that came through, or we, we have to make our best guesses, performance max. And sometimes they perform well, sometimes they don't. But the fact that there are valuable leads coming through and it's not grounded in a keyword, it's grounded in a person or a group of people is a major shift. And as we start to think about the implications for SEO, the fixation on semantic search and ranking for a very specific term needs to go away because the searches engine result pages are so dynamic and, and the ability to answer a question with text is just no longer that one-to-one -one piece. We really want to think about that more visual content, that more dynamic content. So taking a page out of the, the PPC book of let's get comfortable with audiences being our guiding star, thinking about our personas, what kind of content are we crafting? Is it being served in the way that our best person wants to consume that content, that is going to serve us so, so, so much better than the fixation on what keyword do I have? Uh, what Am I bidding on this? Blah, 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 blah. And to be fair to, to SEOs, we PPCs are having a really tough time letting go of our keywords. Um, there are some mm. folks that are holding on tooth and nail. Uh, the account structures are still super segmented with all the different match types. That's just not nearly as important anymore. Um, it's far more important to know your audiences, to know your creative, and message map them correctly. I guess some more experienced PPCs and SEOs, I was going to say older SEOs and PPCs, but not necessarily older, maybe more experienced ones, will be um, 
tied to keywords a little bit because they will be perceiving audiences as being a little bit more fluffy and um, harder to pin down. Is that valid criticism? Not at all. It's actually really interesting. Audiences are far more technical in their execution and setup than keywords. With audiences, you need to make sure that you have your modeling set up correctly with GA4. Um, You want to make sure uh, that you have all of the infrastructure set up to use customer match or lists of emails and and phone numbers and addresses across all networks. Uh, and, And what's really interesting with audiences is that it's basically the people who were doing the searches as opposed to targeting the specific searches themselves. So rather than guessing what might my best person search and trying to rank for all these various things or bidding on all these, ver- these things, instead we, we can focus on, I just care about you. I just care about you, person who is going to buy my things or you, person who is going to be interested in, in my services. Uh, and what you search is, is interesting, but not nearly as interesting as the core of who you are and why you want what I have. And if you don't want what I have, me understanding why you don't want it and overcoming those objections with creative or excluding you entirely. Um, so it's definitely not fluff. It's, it's definitely uh, the more technical speaking uh, to your desired prospect. And the third thing that SEOs need to be aware of, thanks to PPC, is the auction prices of different channels. Yes. Uh, So one thing that I always find very, very amusing uh, when it comes to PPCs and SEOs talking together is there will be a discussion of, oh, you can just buy the traffic and it'll be a couple of cents per click and you'll, you'll be fine. And there are some channels where... Yes, that is true. Uh, But by and large, uh, we want to be very mindful that different verticals uh, or industries have different uh, auction prices, so too do do, do different channels. So if you're going after paid search, you need to be prepared to pay for transactional intent. If you're going after display, you want to be mindful whether you're going for brand awareness or whether you're going for cheaper engagements, if you're going for video, whether you're going for, again, that brand awareness or whether you're teaching your your folks about how to think about you or whether you're going for the sale. There's a new campaign type called PMAX. Well, it's not that new. It's... Um, and HK has thoughts about this too. Uh, it, it came That's out uh, about a year, a year and a half. <laughs> it came out about a year and a half ago, um, and it actually combines all of the various Google channels. So some folks that maybe are not sure what channel will serve them best will lean into Pmax, and you basically get access to all of them. You just need to be able to supply the creative uh, and, and the audiences, uh, so on and so forth. But for folks that still want to to have individual silos know that if you budget say ten thousand dollars a month and your auction prices are maybe five hundred dollars a click the odds of you seeing success off of that ten thousand dollar a month budget are low if however you budget that ten thousand dollars and you have super cheap clicks but they're not the right clicks that's also going to be a problem. So you want to be mindful what channel will serve you best. Do you have enough budget to, to, uh, to make it work? And if you're not sure, there are campaign types that will enable you. Now, a lot of times we PPCs will actually say, hey, auction prices don't work. Let's look at con- a content play. Let's, let's look at SEO and see how can we collaborate there and shift that over. So 
if you're getting pushback from your paid teams, it might actually be that they know that the search volume isn't there or the auction prices are prohibitive and the SEO route will be the better route to acquire that traffic. So it, it, if you ever get pushback from any of us, it's not that we don't want to do it. It's just that we either know that there's not enough fuel or there just isn't enough search volume and we would have to create the interest with, with a more visual campaign. So don't take it personally, dear SEO, actually yes. think about things from a PPC perspective and actually understand their metrics and what they're trying to achieve as well and uh, work more effectively together. Taking us up to number four, PPC tools. So specifically dynamic search ads, ad preview and diagnosis and keyword planner. Uh, yes. So one of my absolute favorite things uh, as a former SEO turned PPC, uh, now just digital marketer, is uh, the dynamic search ads. And the reason why I love it so much is that it will actually teach you what you're ranking for and what the search volume is for your site. So you don't have to run any campaigns. Like Feel free to set up a Google Ads account and not spend a dime, but create the dynamic search ads campaign and see what the dynamic targets are and what, and what Google naturally comes back with. Because sometimes what it comes back with is perfect and spot on, and sometimes it's horrendously incorrect. What you'll also be able to see um, with their preview is what headlines does Google think will serve well? And that will tell you, hey, organically, have I optimized this correctly? Is this a, a kind of a, an inviting uh, bit of content or, or not quite? Uh, the other piece about dynamic search ads, if you have to get a campaign stood up really quickly and you don't want to fuss about learning all the mechanics and, and, and all those pieces, dynamic search ads will let you leverage your amazing SEO work. Just bear in mind, you will still need to apply negatives and you will want to apply negative targets uh, with, with the dynamic content just to make sure that you don't pay a whole bunch of money to send traffic to the homepage, your blog, the contact page, uh, because those are just not going to make sense. You'll want to send them to specifically product pages, uh, service-oriented pages. Uh, next, with Ad Preview Diagnosis, my absolute favorite tool. What's great about it is that you get to actually see search engine result pages or SERPs uh, without creating impressions in the wild. And what's beautiful about that is that you're able to get that intel and show your client or your boss or yourself uh, what these searches look like without uh, that negative impact of impressions that don't need to click. So you stop seeing your spot. This works for both paid and organic. Uh, finally, with the keyword planner, if you are looking just to see trend-wise how your terms are going, this is a very powerful tool. Um, and it will also give you a sense of, hey, how much do my terms actually cost? So if I'm going to invest $50,000 into this content roadmap for this idea, will I have an easier time achieving that through paid or no, is organic going to be uh, the best road to tow there? And, and by seeing the, those auction prices, you'll then be able to report back, honestly, yes, SEO is the best road to go for this bit of content. PPC might be better or we do both. It's just bear in mind, we'll want to be more conservative on one or the other. 
Um, so all of them will give you really useful information so that you can do your job better. One last thing I, I will point out. Yes, the search terms report from the paid side is starting to be a little bit more subdued, but it absolutely is still a gold mine of data. So definitely make sure that you're sharing that data between your paid and your organic teams, seeing what terms are converting, seeing what terms are not, um, seeing how much branded traffic is sinking into your non-branded and vice versa, because uh, that that's all really useful information. It's not, again, with keywords not being as important anymore, as prevalent as it used to be, um, but it's it's definitely still important. And that takes us up to number five, PPC rules of engagement for landing pages and conversion tracking. Uh, yes. So one of the reasons why I think paid and organic folks butt heads is that we have conflicting rules of engagement. Uh, paid, we like to test every single variable. We want to make sure that we've distilled the our, our tests down to, to a science. Not that SEOs don't, uh, but SEOs have the, the constraint of worrying about duplicate content, of worrying about uh, the richness of content, about worrying about uh, how easy is a page to crawl. Like there, there's a number of technical pieces that go into it, whereas on paid, we're just we're, we're far more concerned about test our variables and get the conversions. So the landing page fight can typically be solved with a subdomain where you just make that no index, no follow, and you're fine. But if you do need to share your domain, just bear in mind that when paid brings up, hey, we can't have this here, otherwise our ads will get disapproved. It's not that they don't want to provide the, the richest of content to the user. It's that this particular product might skirt the line around what is allowed to be advertised on Google and what is not. And the way to fully be in the clear is not making a health claim. Or if you have your uh, your, your services uh, page and you're, you're sharing that information, maybe have a conversation about what calls to action do you genuinely convert better on and maybe reducing down to just those. Because if you have too many means to convert, uh, you're actually gonna, you're gonna have a, a harder time converting at all. So just bearing in mind that paid folks we're not trying to, to hurt SEO when we, when we make CRO requests or conversion rate optimization requests. Uh, it's very much focused on how can we best abide by our rules of engagement and how can we work with you, SEOs, uh, to abide by your rules of engagement. Uh, the final thing I'll mention um, with conversion tracking, we no longer use last click. Or if you're a paid person, is using last click, have a conversation with them about it. Um, and the reason for that <laughs> is A, Google has moved fully to data-driven attribution um, as the default that used to require uh, 600 conversions in a 30-day period. It, it used to have very high thresholds. It no longer does. So bear in mind that when we are reporting, we are reporting based off of either Google ads or uh, GA4 analytics. It'll be one or, one or the other. And you'll want to have a conversation with your paid team of, does it matter more that we're reporting from the same source of truth, but there are conversions just left off entirely that aren't reported on because Google's enhanced conversion tracking only will work with the ad platform? Or do you want to have different numbers and just build in the expectation that you'll have as part of your report, here's the number from Google, here's the number from, from GA4, 
here's why there's a discrepancy, i.e. conversion modeling, and just bear that in mind. Nine times out of 10, using the attribution modeling tool will help reconcile those differences. Um, it's also very important to note that when setting up your conversion tracking, if you do not trust your conversion tracking, it is a-okay to use other metrics to guide success. But those that's that tends to be the main sticking point of whether you're going to use Google Ads, whether you're going to use GA4 for your conversion tracking. And it all comes down to how flexible is your client or your boss or yourself on that cognitive dissonance on, on different numbers. It sounds like we need to try and set up a part two of this at some point, because it certainly sounds like you can... Uh teach SEOs a whole lot more about what they can learn from PPC? Well, I'm, I'm always happy to help. Uh, but again, it's not about PPC's teaching SEOs. It's we're all building empathy together and we're understanding the, the troubles in each other's days, the triumphs in, in each other's days, and how we can unlock more profit and victory together. Well, yeah, th this one was based upon what um, SEOs can learn from PPC. So maybe the next one is what PPC can learn from SEO, but then... It's not so much. <laughs> Maybe that's for another show. But anyway, let's finish off with the Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort? SERP analysis. Uh, check out that ad preview diagnosis, or if you don't feel comfortable, go to, to the, the, SERP, the wild SERP yourself and just do some searches. See what the different types of uh, search engine result pages are. And if you like what they are for the terms that you're ranking for, amazing, keep going after it. If you're seeing that they're not quite the tra transactional intent or it's a lot of fluff, maybe shift to, to different ones. And by doing that analysis, you'll also be able to see how your content renders and what kind of content renders on the search engine result pages so you know where to invest your content efforts. I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Nava over at navahopkins.com. Nava, thanks so much for being on the In Search SEO podcast. Thank you so much for having me. HK says hi too. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com.